0: So this is a big deal for us. This is exciting. This is just winging it, by the way. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. Welcome, everybody.
1: How oh, you doing? I'm not ready. I should have prepped the the soundboard because I have I have a soundboard. I could have. You missed, sound have
0: just... fantastic.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> I could have I could have preloaded turkey noises.
0: Oh man! <laughs> I don't know That's... why I didn't.
1: That would have been very apropos. <laughs> I, I blew it.
0: You definitely missed out on that one, or I guess we all missed out on that one. Uh, But something that I'm not missing out on is Peter's
2: basement, which today uh, you look, you look a, like 20 years younger because you're not cloaked in darkness right now, but also like what a beautiful room you have behind you. That's like such a nice spot.
3: I just moved from the kill zone over to like the other part of the basement.
2: Oh, you're still in the basement.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Normally I'm in like the other corner with a really cool lamp, but the light never looked good, so...
0: I'm, I'm currently tucked away in one part of my basement because the other part where my actual desk is, the kids are right above me and they're sleeping or supposed to be. <laughs> so I've got this whole like desk set up. It's, a just, it's just a folding table. Um, with a lamp and everything it's pretty it's pretty glamorous actually this is
2: parenting the right? only reason you have that john is so you have an excuse to have your punching
0: bag in the shot and you know that as well as everybody I had else to, I, had call right I, had, I feel like i need to come up with a name for her i just realized i don't know why john, it's a her that's it's a that's her probably, that shouldn't be a her <laughs>
4: <laughs> will you give us a demonstration john at some point tonight
0: i mean we'll see we'll see I, i've gotta i'll have a little bit more of this first and then maybe hey sarah
4: Hi, everybody. Good to see you.
0: All right, I, I feel love like, your um, angle there. You're like on the go, like ready to, at any moment to just go tend to kids. It looks run.
4: like. Run. I can yeah. just run. Yeah, I feel like the roles are reversed. My husband's putting the kids to sleep, and uh, I feel like I should be doing that, but <laughs> here we are. Here we
2: are. Is that a piano under your arm or a table?
4: No, no it's just my butcher block countertop.
2: Oh, so you're I'm, just low down. Are you on yeah, the floor?
4: I'm, just, I'm sitting in a child's <laughs> chair. Oh. let <laughs> <laughs>
2: trying to figure out.
4: Here we go. <laughs> I'm at a bar. I'm actually at a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: A beer glass. It's a well lit bar. It's, it's very well
2: And Joey, your lighting looks really good too. Where are you in the house right now?
5: Uh, I am in the dining room. So um, the kids are actually still very much awake. So um, this is the only room that none of them are in so i'm here
2: i i sincerely hope that lily comes crashing
0: through doing backflips at some point if she doesn't i'm going to be i'm sorry. sure
5: it'll happen don't don't discount it
0: it's going to be one of those bbc moments right where someone comes running to catch the kid
5: right. yeah well you'll just see feet swinging from the chandelier maybe <laughs> <laughs> well, i th-
1: i think i'm am i the only one that doesn't have any kids
2: uh on this call yes yeah, That's true.
5: See, it is you? not a prerequisite. Tell us. You can Tell have please. some online.
0: How does it feel right now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. See, I go back and forth. And I, I I, won't say that I listen to Just Winging It religiously, but I've probably caught the last 10. Just shy so.
0: of that, yeah. That's about as religious as we would expect anyone to listen. Right. I'm He's not like, like a different.
1: non-observing you know, religious know, I'm listener. observing. I'm not devout.
2: You're not devout, right.
1: <laughs> and sometimes you guys will have such a story – And like Patrick was telling the story about how he and Henry were really connecting and you were communicating and he was really picking up what you were putting down. And it's one of those rare moments. Um, And I know what that's like a little bit because I'm 12 years older than my brother. And so we've had, there's been some big brother moments where if you've pulled him aside and like told the parable and like seen the light bulb go off and I'd be like, oh man, like what Patrick just went through with Henry, like that sounds really great. I would really love to experience that. And then John goes and tells his story about the hospital and the fingernail. And oh I'm like, man. I'm out. I'm it's out. like a
2: nightmare. <laughs>
0: yeah. I wow. The ratings on our show after that episode, actually mid-episode, it just dropped, you know, no one else is listening at that point. Precipitously. There's something about the fingernails in particular. It's just horrible. You know what I got
1: out of that is that you're Mr. Moneybags with the amazing podcast stats. Like you pay for the primo package where they actually (laughs) tell you at what moment they switched off. Right.
0: Well, spare no expense. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So how's everybody doing? Should we, should we get the show rolling? This is, or we're this is already, it's a, we are recording. This is it's the already episode. Um, take two on Facebook, but we'll see if it sticks this time. <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> welcome, why don't we do
2: a quick round of introductions? Is that cool? Can we go around everybody kind of like, Normal. let us know who you are because we don't know who the fuck is on this call I was right also, now.
0: you know, I was thinking about this and maybe someone already invented this, but I, I was proud of myself when I thought of this, a good icebreaker for these Zoom calls. Um, when we all go around and introduce ourselves, we have to then uh, answer the question, am I wearing pants right now and actually stand up? and uh, <laughs> That's a joke. Don't do not do that. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Me, bro, this episode brought to so you by like undies. <laughs> so who's going next? <laughs> Say
1: hi. Hi.
0: Who hey, are Brad. you, Nick? Who are you, Nick hi. Alexander?
1: I don't know. Um, I've had a lot of time to ponder that question lately, and the results are frankly (laughs) terrifying. Um, But the reason that I'm on the show is because I am a friend of Patrick's from the Formula One and motorsport world. So we're fans of the same Formula One podcast, Missed Apex, of which I am now uh, a panelist. And uh, Patrick and I went to the 8500 together in... 2018 sometime
2: was... in the in the late uh Pliocene era i don't know when that was it feels <laughs> like so long ago now the people who have listened to the show for a while will remember nick because i, I talked at great length about this trip when it happened and how much fun i'd had this is who i was talking about i was there with him and our other friend sam so yep that's me <laughs> great dude um,
1: so yeah and me and patrick have been friends ever since i was kind of hoping to maybe get a trip up to boston this year but
0: it's or... a great time to go right now your is open. very low <laughs> Yeah. you can get great hotel rates. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not so worried about the
1: the hotel the the air travel.
0: What course. are you worried I mean. about, Nick?
1: Uh
0: What's going on is there something preventing you? There's something you're like, right like
1: concerned about? Like yeah. yeah, um fear of heights.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> I get I totally get that. You shouldn't do it. Don't mess around with <laughs> yeah. that, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny I'm the first thing that I'm going to do when they open everything up is I'm not going to go anywhere because it's going to be too crowded.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Finn, who just uh, looked like left a horror movie. He had the shot going where the camera is, like, in your face as you're running away from, I presume, a child. <laughs> and we can't hear we can't you you
6: too. There we go. I look, like it, I look like it came from a horror movie. Well, just because...
0: because- I'm the one that was like, yeah, for exactly,
2: yourself.
0: Behind me, the freezer with, with the heads is over there. Behind me, and his female oh. punching bag. We haven't made a big enough thing about this yet. He oh, has no. a, he, a punching. I bag I mean, behind who him. who has objects that they call him? Though I just it just immediately came out that way because that's why you know is what it I mean. Gendered, John. I mean, I don't know if I if I it had, had to have a bag. name. You're right. It's a bag. <laughs> this is why I didn't name it. I guess. That's true. I can't <laughs> It looks like. It looks
6: like you you have the gimp around there somewhere in the back this is like the basement.
0: <laughs> just just Pulp they're fiction. actually he's holding the light for me right now, just so I can look look pretty while we talk. <laughs> Cheers.
2: And thank you for joining, man. You want to, uh, so people who missed uh, your episode or haven't heard, you know, you come up 300 times in the show, you want to give us, you're significantly hairier than the last time I saw you. I know I, I'm not uh, one to talk, but, but this is, uh, the quarantine is definitely bringing out the, the hair in people, so.
6: You know, you know that there's no one who missed that episode, That's right? true. And on Planet Earth, Earth, actually. Yeah. Popular episode in podcast history. It was,
0: technically it, it was. It did yeah. break records, yeah. It did. I met it's simple. I met John at the farmers market, and that's how it all started.
6: I love it. Second sight, maybe I don't remember. First sight, second sight.
2: <laughs> well, we know
0: is, kids it was got low. along.
6: Yeah, our kids got along. Our wives got along. So we said, all right, we'll try to make
0: it work. The bar's pretty low right now for people. <laughs> you know, it's like our kids got along, and they were like, all right, I guess you know, we'll hang out. You'll do. And you guys, you guys had that
2: very. It was very deliberate. Um, how you kind of quoted one another? There was a lot of kind of back and forth on, uh, like, you know, like, is it okay to like make the first move? Like, should I, like, should I call him like back? Should I like not? It was very uh-huh. uh, kind of touch and go for a while, right? Yes, we just had we had just
6: um, we just had our second kid, um, and I didn't know if my wife was doing like a Drake, no new friends type thing. <laughs> um, so I, I, I asked her. I asked her if it was okay if we could like make new friends with the Abdullas. she luckily she luckily said yes they were welcome into our lives
2: uh,
6: and it's you know that's been the story ever since the is that is she very-
2: is she there Finn your wife
6: <laughs> like like they're all there <laughs> here or like I mean I, yeah. I guess she exists
2: but like is she like nearby I, should, I feel like I should apologize said, to her because I know that she's- she <laughs> Is she there? So you asked. <laughs> you asked her
6: before you became friends with John, she said yes. <laughs> is she all right? Uh, she is. on I think she's in the playroom. Okay. Well, watching she's television. She could come
2: on and be apologized to if she would like to at any point. Just,
6: just
0: in time for Patrick to tell some poop stories. You know, <laughs> a couple.
2: You on apologized. The- you apologized to her on that episode. I did. I Many did. times, you're right. You're right. I, cl- I clearly have guilt issues. If there's one thing we know about this stupid <laughs> podcast, it's that I have an incredible amount of guilt issues, and that's why the subtitle is "guilt." Yeah. <laughs> Who we got next, Peter? You want to go?
3: Sure, um, Peter from the Midwest met. Uh oh. He yeah. slowly became a. I think he kind of barged his way into a podcast that I was already listening to, Perfect Organism, which is an alien podcast, Patrick Thank you Um very much. And I used to, I was listening to that podcast. I drive a lot for work and I would listen to that one. And eventually some guy started coming on. And he'd go on these sort of intellectual rants about how alien um, sort of is a, a think piece and all these great things, and um, I don't know, I, I, I really enjoyed the the level that he sort of brought to the podcast that was otherwise just a bunch of guys talking about, it was great, don't get me wrong, but it was you know, sort of a, a just,
0: Pure about drivel. It,
3: what they love about it, what they love about the, the, the comics, the movies, and all that, and Patrick, I think, messed really well with the host, Jamie, and then sort of brought it up to this sort of Let's talk about the bigger themes and all that. And then I figured out that they started a, uh, show, a, another podcast, Shoulder of Orion. Um, I've been on that one a couple times as a guest, um, uh, where I also sort of slowly barged my way in. I used to leave them <laughs> voicemails all the time while driving, <laughs> pretending I was in my spinner, um, reporting in um, the findings that I had out in the uh, rural Midwest where I was driving all the time. And so just sort of came to that. And then eventually, I don't even know if Patrick had mentioned that. I don't know how I figured out he had a, a parenting or a father podcast. But I, I think I came into that pretty early. I remember having being like, oh, man, there's some back episodes. There might only have been like three or four
2: Early many- on. Oh, yeah.
3: I think it's very important that you listen to all the back episodes so you understand the Angela Lansbury, the Obama, <laughs> the Star <laughs> The,
0: the canon, yeah. <laughs> the
2: um,
3: I was texting with Patrick earlier today when he said, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, of course. And I was... I had to... Uh, admit i have not even listened to podcasts i haven't been driving much you just you
0: Sometimes. jumped on your horse and just rode right over to the I'm nearest like recording so studio yeah. the
3: first thing i wanted to know is you know what new lingo what inside jokes am i missing that i can't reference so and i did actually listen to no fun finn this morning doing some yard work so finn yeah. nice there you and go you left out the part that was so uh, so intriguing about john and uh bethany and all that was that they were just so inanimate or uh, inanimate is that not moving basically they're a bunch of ladies you <laughs> know on the ground at the farmer's market and you were just yeah. amazed that <laughs> that a family could just sit there and not move for so long
0: just driving everywhere we go you know we don't walk anywhere we'll just, <laughs> yeah
3: so they just saw you rolling. On, the, on the ground at the farmer's market wouldn't move for anyone and, uh, and that's,
0: yeah. when, that's <laughs> when
6: that's when he, he
1: knew
4: he with, so
6: so
1: yeah, I, exactly. I think you've listed a lot of the early sponsors and endorsers of the show, but I, I don't, Naps.com. I think you forgot Casper, Casper, Casper. Mattresses. Casper oh, Mattresses. Casper. I stand right. by. A I have long history by. with them.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I,
1: I have, I have two. You have two. So you're welcome. Why do, you, for, why
2: do you have two of them?
1: Well, you we have a guest bedroom.
2: You know, we don't have, Patrick,
1: why, why true, wouldn't oh, yeah, you right. have
0: two Casper Mattresses?
2: <laughs> that's in, a great in, question, John. In, in the you. before
1: time, people used to, visit so i'm i'm like patrick a little bit here where uh we just bought our first house and we moved in on saint patrick's day and Ah. we haven't had a single guest and we've had multiple trips canceled and it is a major bummer and peter was talking about listening to every witch podcast that patrick puts out a very prolific man and i thought i thought with shutdown and not being able to go out to restaurants and not traveling for work and this and that and the other that because i enjoyed listening to podcasts in the car so much that i would like you know lose that a little bit but actually i'm just devouring more and more and more podcasts like i just cannot get enough wonder yes. if people are listening to more or less in the aftertimes
2: yeah you want to do a quick a quick round table and then we'll continue introducing people what what, what i can say personally i am falling way behind for some reason on podcasts and i don't know what that's all about but i, I just i think
0: not having the commute time has changed that i hard. mean well, what about being with kids all the time right i mean that was the first yeah. thought i had nick i mean i you know without kids like totally man i would i feel like i'd have them be playing all the time but like putting
1: uh, on putting on noise canceling headphones is really dangerous when there's <laughs> a toddler right <laughs>
0: Especially sometimes John's it's Scott just mulch what regular. you need Just what you need. Oh, you just reminded me. I have a mulch story, so we'll we'll come back to that later. Somebody reminded. I forgot to mention
1: mulch. I don't Uh. understand. Okay, so I told this. I don't. Okay, I I am missing a reference with the mulch because I told the good people over at the Formula One podcast that I was going on this show. I was going to make my debut, and um, somebody uh, you might know him as Daz Patrick Darren.
2: Yeah. He's yeah, the he gardener. Said, or, yeah, I
1: know. Yeah, he said, make sure you work in these two words into the conversation. And one of them was mulch. And one of them oh was, was blanc. And I was Blanc like, oh. And I, I was like, what is, what is that's the reference? Head. What is the point? He's like, no, 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 there is no point. You just have to work these words. <laughs>
2: you just have to find a way to do it. <laughs> so okay, so you- Darren is a great guy. He has done some guest blogging for us. And he is somebody that I should have also, I'm sorry, Darren, you should be on here tonight. I will text you about this. We will get you on. It's
0: like 2 a.m. where he is. So yeah, yeah. It, that's true.
1: Okay, so, but, it, okay, there's no mulch reference. This just came up totally organically.
2: I know it came up because John loves to brag about how much f- <laughs> fucking yard he
0: has. Whoa, whoa, whoa. His hey, way of humble bragging about it. Bragging about the mulch? I'm yeah, sure. sure you... There was some story where it came up or something.
2: No, you, yeah, know, you, know. you, you, you kept being like, oh, I got so much mulching to do this week. Oh, man, I'm just. I'm just
0: A mulch. man does not brag about his mulch. Oh, my <laughs> mulch is I all over my Just myself. today, actually.
2: It was pretty braggy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty braggy. braggy. There's, because what it implies, John, is that you yeah. have land to mulch, okay?
0: Right, right. You're tumultuous.
2: It was. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna get back to this question about podcasts, but I want to make sure we introduce everybody. And you had uh, you gave me a really good <laughs> layup, by the end of segue. the episode. <laughs> That's true, Nick. You mentioned St. Patrick's Day. Well, uh, lucky for you, Joey happened to be born on St. Patrick's Day, and in uh, I was. addition to being my uh, you know best friend, he's also essentially my brother, but technically my cousin. He's come up yeah. a billion times on this. He has nine hundred
0: thousand children. Joey, he's, tell us the, who you really he's you the jacked the jacked version of Patrick. You know, he's like <laughs> <Yes>. the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, right. The Hulk, to well, Patrick Patrick Bruce Banner. Didn't beat me
5: up when we were kids.
0: That's yeah. not true. There's no way no, he had to keep no, up. No, I'm you know.
5: See, I gave you like a a little a little. I could just picture you
0: like holding him with like a finger, you know, just in the air as a child. He he
5: used
2: to do that shit. That's the thing. That's that's not even a joke. (laughs) Patrick, you're so furry. I know, man. I'm out of control. I'm out of control. You still, but you, you, you look even more clean shaven than ever, which is impressive considering that like you, I mean, you have the face of an actual baby. Like I feel like you, I've never <laughs> seen you
5: have any hair on your face. Yeah, I'm I'm, like, I'm going backwards in time. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have, I'm going to work every day. So I have to, you know,
2: can get we there. get, can we get, can you give everybody a, a little snapshot about like what work has been like for you? Because you, you have a job that uh, has been pretty intense lately. Professional wrestling.
0: Right. Professional, yeah. Professional wrestling, yes. Absolutely. Right, right. No, um,
5: I'm an occupational therapist so uh a lot of times you know when when people are being discharged from hospitals they uh they go to us to get rehab before they go back home so they they go to us to get independent and then you know return so yeah I, I've had a lot of covid patients and it's been uh it's been crazy so wow yeah
2: and they've been making you wear uh, increasingly extravagant levels of personal protective equipment he keeps sending yeah, me these like- pictures
5: Dude, are like, you know those guys that, that came in and rushed ET, you know, to go get them? Yeah. I, I basically go to work like that every day.
0: So.
5: You pull it off, man. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun.
0: Well, thank yeah. you for doing that. You know, the other crazy cool. thing is that we actually have now two at least as far as I know, maybe there are more of you who are out there right now, but two OTs on this call right now. I was
2: just thinking that. Really? <laughs>
0: Well, Sarah is the OT, and Dennis with her right now. I believe is PT. Am I using the right yeah. terminology there?
4: That's right. I'm an occupational therapist as well. Oh, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And if any
0: one of us like screw up our like
2: thumb on this podcast tonight, we are so <laughs> set for this situation. We're care of, yeah. We got if anybody it. has any like pain, yeah. like yeah, my husband's
4: so a physical therapist. So we've got the whole team. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So if anyone on the Facebook page or in this group has any questions about, just you know, let us know. osteoporosis yeah. or uh, osteoporosis is like a bone thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to help, is it?
4: I don't know if we can help you with that, John. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll introduce ourselves. I'm Sarah. This is my husband, Dennis. Hi. We're uh, big fannies. We've been, uh, I, I'm John's sister-in-law and Dennis is his brother-in-law and we've, uh, yeah, we love listening to the show. Big fans. You guys make us laugh. So I
0: think I think to... they, you two, and Joey, I think were probably the the first listeners of anything. Probably before we even aired anything, I think we sent them to you guys. Yeah, they heard yeah. the tangent, right?
5: Yeah, exactly. It was called something else. Originally. Yeah. Yes. Like,
4: yeah, oh
0: yes. yeah, Joey got the tangent. Yeah, that's... And you guys were eating
5: throughout the whole thing, which was great.
0: It was
4: <laughs> disgusting. I know. Yes. I know. I the Bolognese episode has to come at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Button. who else so uh, so
0: did we get everybody did everybody introduce themselves i think that was hopefully nobody's waiting in the waiting room what's it like out there in the waiting room is there like music or anything
2: no music what's
6: the i want to <laughs> know what's the ratio right now of patrick people to jump
2: oh patrick's way outnumbering me i think i got it covered i've also been getting more free advertising because
0: of people listening to actually but actually like we're, even, we're even right now <laughs> actually, joey, joey likes me better and actually sarah and dennis are on the same camera so yeah. i think yeah. you know that tips it in my favor <laughs> I, it's it's close it's so close you can't even call it i should point. also mention that on the facebook live um first of all my mom's watching which is just making me so self-conscious right now but everything i say <laughs> um i think she still is hi mom uh, love you. And then uh, Bethany and we have Pat Cluse, who I want to give a big hey! shout out to. One of our other biggest fans. Um, and I believe Woo! she's watching right now. So, uh, yes, applause for her. Um, and Mary, my sister-in-law, my other sister-in-law. So thank you for that support. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's exciting. So, so all told, you know, clearly I've got more of a fan base than you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and who is that, Joey? This is Joey. <laughs> Joey, meet Joey They have the same name, yeah, yeah. All right, please, please tell me all of your kids are named Joey <laughs> <laughs> They're all
5: named Joey <laughs> like George <They're> all... <laughs> no, uh, She's the fourth girl, so um, I was like, you know what, she's Joey I'll name her Joey <laughs> <laughs> <I love laughs> There that. are
2: no names left, so we might as well go with that Right. Hey, exactly. Lid. Oh my god, I miss her so much, I can't wait for this stupid quarantine to be, to be over with and this virus I, to know. Be over. I need more of her in my life It's crazy, I guess but that's actually a good segue um, and if we can work in Nick's other question about podcast listening, because I actually am genuinely curious about it. Can we go around quick and like, how, how is everybody doing? Where are you in this whole process? You know, we've been in this situation now for two months. Some of us even more than that. It's actually, crazy. it was two months ago today that we were in Canada and, and deciding, okay, I think we need to leave. So that's been basically, it's been, you know, two months since like, you know, I saw my family, you know, my, my, it's been two months since I left the office and my coffee is still sitting there. Like it's just, you know, it's been a long time. Since so how are people, pants. it's been two months since I've, you <laughs> find that out tonight and player cards, right? So how is everybody doing? What's, what's up? Pick somebody. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you just volunteered yourself. Also, I gotta <laughs> say, I love how you've been getting increasingly adventurous with these zoom backgrounds throughout this session that what I'm seeing now is some sort of an, of a, like a viaduct with a train on it that is Hogwarts some... express oh it's hogwarts
1: yeah oh, it's, oh really it's for the wife oh. for her zoom calls with uh her girlfriends from college i have to do the the harry potter backgrounds for her so she she does her zoom calls with her friends on like the full podcast rig and like i have to like turn it on for her and stuff like that because it's all xlr analog like stuff it's not not no usb mics over here so um fun backgrounds for her. You made fun of my Seattle background for being like too hazy or something. So I was like, fine, let's change it. I'll just keep changing
2: it. It's very whimsical. You know, we're reading the the original, but I'm reading the original novel in in its entirety to the kids right now. And anybody who's ever heard me, uh, well, in the the source, the Sorcerer's Stone version of it. Okay. I think people will be surprised
1: to know that they translated Harry Potter into American English.
2: Really?
0: Yes. It's a, it's a different book.
1: It's seven different books.
0: I mean, are we just talking about like <laughs> oh, British, like yeah, like color and like the lift and stuff no, that like, what no, are we talking more, about here?
1: It's, it's more, it's like idioms and like different expressions huh. and stuff like that. And I read the, the first one in the philosopher's stone instead of the sorcerer's stone. And like, I can see how, if I was eight, that, that would have, it would have been too much. Like, I don't know, like the mail would have been the post and like it would have been a lorry instead of a truck. Like it's like the things that you think, but it's a lot of them and like expressions. Like it's... But is it
2: things whatever. like, like are they even judgier about like other European nations? Like and it's like... Like, <laughs> no, are there like I, I bigger don't no, I think the
1: plot is all the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we're reading the original one right now. I'm reading, I'm reading the whole thing to the kids and anybody who's ever heard me read out loud to children before, I know John is one of them, knows that I go full ass on every single voice that I do for the characters. It's intense. So I don't usually, think I had to
1: hear it to know that. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, you I can, can picture deep. it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Harry Potter, you know, for one thing, the characters are so iconic and there's like, very, very famous film, you know, portrayals of them all. So like, there's the level of having to kind of do impressions and the kids knowing the movies better than I do and being like crazy fucking judgy about it. But also, like the fact that you have to have like different British dialectic accents going the entire time. It is a tremendous challenge. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Nick, how are you doing?
1: Okay. I've been thinking lately that, well, things are going pretty well for me. Um, and so and people, things are going really bad for some other people. So I feel like nobody wants to hear me complain. They don't even want to hear me complain about how no one wants to hear me complain. But I feel like what's more is... If things go really well and you have like victories or, you know, things happen that are to your fortune that no one wants to, like imagine, and I didn't, but imagine I went to the store and picked up the essentials and beer and all that. And I bought a scratch off and I won 20 grand. Do you think anybody would be happy for me right now? All like people are dying and stuff like that. So it's, it's this, i am just, I miss everybody and I'm really happy to be here. But like more and more, I'm just like keeping to myself and not answering questions. Like, Hey, how's it going? I just like thumbs up. Like, okay. I don't know. It's 2020. There's thunder snow. Murder hornets are here.
0: What the fuck? Murder hornets. Like really? We need that now too.
1: Have you not heard about this? No, I
0: have. I'm just, it's insane. Yes. They have the
1: bee eating hornets that are like the size of your palm. They're super big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously no natural predators here, and uh, they kill you, and it's like,
2: great. I do have to say, though, I do have to say, I saw a, praying, a video of a praying mantis killing one, and that was, made me get a whole new respect and fear for praying mantises, because it grabbed it in its pincers, and then it ripped its head off, and then it
0: ate its face. As so, it so maybe that's our strategy then, right? Just praying, praying, praying mantis, manti? Man, all over the country, manatee, manatee, prang, manatees, prang manatees, manatees. The manatees. yeah that would be terrifying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I will say that <laughs> I, I wanted to say, so there was, there was an episode of just winging it a few episodes ago where Patrick had like a heart to heart with the listeners that like shit is tough right now. Did he cry? And I don't know if he <laughs> cried, but that meant a lot to me. I, I, I seriously, because Patrick, you have everything together. You've got, like, the full-time job, and you've got the music thing, and you've got the kids, and you're on three podcasts that I know of. You can keep it going. Wel- you can keep it going. You're welcome on my podcast. And it just seems like you are just a productivity machine. I can't get you on Slack. I can't get you on WhatsApp because you're like – disciplined and turn off notifications and like <laughs> hide distractions. And then like I go on Instagram and I see Mike is posting that you baked cookies. And I'm like, he is such a good but like,
0: and made a video, made a video doing it as well. I didn't even
1: see that. You'll have to link that to me. the churros like, Yeah. No, oh, the churros. Like, you, yeah. You were like one of the most productive, well-rounded, like your, your vocabulary is makes me
2: feel illiterate. Like you, you dropped- I didn't stentorium. pay Nick to be on the show. I, I want to make this clear. This is not a paid <laughs> endorsement right show? now. I want this to keep going, but I right. just want it to be clear.
1: Where this is all going is that you had like a real moment where you're like, I'm really struggling. And it was like, well, thank God. Thank God that I'm <laughs> struggling. Yes. Like I, I needed to hear that. <laughs> Thanks, Nick.
0: No, I think that's, I appreciate that Nick just brought that up because I think- Oh, they're, I had something they're...
1: to say to you as well. Sorry, but go ahead.
0: Oh, um, actually, never mind. Forget about Patrick. Just talk about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you, I just <laughs> wanted I was, to let you know that, I was... that
1: YouTube <laughs> <Go ahead>. sucks. <laughs> 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 <And> YouTube sucks. <laughs> I've been trying <laughs> to tell you
7: that for like that,
0: six months. That means a lot to me, Nick. I appreciate that. Um, so before we get to bringing Patrick back down from the clouds right now uh, and crushing him, what, what I was going to say... <laughs> Nick, before you interrupted me is that, you know, there is something about that. Just seeing people who, uh, who seem like they have all their shit together, like Patrick, who, you know, since I've discovered just how much he doesn't have a shit together, but, but people who seem like they have the shit together, um, being honest in this moment and being honest with themselves and others to say like, this is a struggle. This is, this is really hard. Um, and I think, you know, in all seriousness, Patrick does shock me at the number of things that he's able to do. Um, he probably shouldn't do all of them. Let's be honest. But no, the no number... <laughs> there's no way I should do that.
2: I do them all poorly. I don't do even. That, that's the thing. If there's there's one thing with like if if I were doing all this like at a at like a professional grade, like I had my shit. No, this is like last minute trying to like make shit happen. So I can't take all the credit. But I, I mean, I'm going to.
0: But you know, you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also really appreciate Nick the point you made about you know, it, it doesn't feel like there's space to like celebrate or enjoy things in life that otherwise would be worth celebrating or enjoying. And, and I, you know, I don't think it's true that we shouldn't, but I totally feel what you're saying there. Um, you know, I recently got a new job at Oxfam amidst all of this, which was just fucking bizarre, um, being promoted at a time when, you know, our economy is suffering at depths that we haven't seen since the Great Depression and it's something that I haven't, you know, talked much about or, or even want to, because like, I, it just feels awkward and bad to to yeah. enjoy, you know, some of those moments. Um, but anyway, I, I think, you, you yeah, say, go ahead.
1: Do you say depths? I th- I think you used the word depths. Maybe I maybe I thought it. Did you see the New York Times front page for today or yesterday, where it has the. Um, It has like a flat line, horizontal axis that's zero, and then every month it shows the jobs up or down from the previous month. Mm -hmm. And it goes, it goes all the way back to nineteen eighty, and it like or no longer sorry, like the World War Two, and it goes up and down a little bit, and then it goes down for April twenty twenty, and it like wraps around the articles because it goes so far down Holy so if you've shit. ever seen wow. you've seen one of those graphs where it shows how deep things are and it's like okay here's like a swimming pool and here's the grand canyon and here's like the mariana trench and like here's deep water horizon and you're like whoa it's deeper than the mariana trench like that's unemployment it's
0: yeah it's insane
1: there's no words and yeah there's the other graph too that's basically just the same thing flipped around where it shows the new jobless claims by week and it goes all the way back to, I, I don't know, 1929 or something like that. And it, it goes up and down. And then in March 2020, it just is straight up. That's it's a straight line. up. Oh, yeah. Incomprehensible. I mean, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's, hard. Yeah, it's
1: hard to be like, hey, like, look, look, I like got the badge on Duolingo. Like, go me. Like, no, <laughs> right. No one cares right now. Maybe they should. <laughs> I have a support group for like people who are doing okay. Maybe.
2: <laughs> <should invent> that. <laughs> how about you other guys and, and gals? What are you, what, what, how are you, how are you doing right now? I think this is the support group for people who are doing
6: okay. Isn't that what this kind of is, right? <laughs> well, I don't know if you're doing
0: okay. How are you I'm all? I don't know.
6: Here. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm frankly relatively miserable right now. Um, I'm very much like, there's no, I have no time or space to myself. Yeah. Um, and I, cause like, I consider myself an introvert, um, who really like who I've always had that, um, been able to find that my, my entire life. And really now is the first time where I I can't, um, I'm so, unproductive during the day at the things I need to do because we're multitasking in ways that we're just like, we're not trained for. It's impossible. Um, And there's just no time. Um, I like, I I know that I need to sleep and I know how important, like if you, if you pay attention, you know, that sleep is really important. And so I feel like right now you can either say, I'm going to get five hours of sleep a night um, and take time, you know, take some time for myself, and deal with whatever the health fallout of that is. Or you can say I'm gonna. I really have to try hard to get like seven to eight hours of sleep a night because I need because I know I need that. And so then it's just I have no free time whatsoever. Yeah. If, if it's it's for me, it's it's. I'm very wary of sacrificing sleep right now. Um, to try to eke out some period of normalcy every day. So I don't do it. Um, so this just, I have no time for myself. I have no time to think about anything every day. Very much feels like, um, just a mental struggle. Um, and it's a hundred percent in context, like everyone's been talking about of you know, it's not a physical struggle, right? Like I'm not going hungry. We're not like someone is sick in the house we're afraid to go to the doctor. We don't have health insurance. We don't know how we're going to pay. It's not like that. Um, but I think that in in my personal opinion is that in times like this, and really probably all the time, um, people probably should be honest about, um, how they're doing either way. And if like, if someone asks you a question, you know, you can say, yeah, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. And if someone says like, well, do you have a job? Well, do you have health insurance? And you say, yes, and they say, well, then you're, you know, you're really not having that hard of a time. And you can say, yeah, that's, that's honestly true. Um, because everyone, you know, everyone's individual experiences are what they are. Um, and I think so long as you're not, I guess the difference is, uh, you know, if you're not on like Twitter or Facebook or YouTube every day talking about how horrible your life is when it's really not, if you're not advertising that it's bad. Um, then it's okay. I think if you're doing fine amongst your peers, like this is, um, to talk about your problems. Like I'm, I'm very honest with how much I'm not enjoying this time whatsoever. Um, because like, I want, I want to give my wife permission, right. To say like, I'm also really struggling. I also am, you know, am unhappy. Um, and I think like, I think my four year old is pretty unhappy right now too. and so it's, just, it's, a house, it's a house full of, like, relatively unhappy people and, like, a one-year-old who's probably funny. Finn,
0: Finn, <laughs> Finn tell, them, tell them what Calvin said to you, your four-year-old said to you today that you, you texted me earlier. He came,
6: he came into the – well, I can't remember the exact word, but he came into the room and he said, Dad, having you as my only friend is not very fun. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh.
2: I, oh. I was like, yeah. I was like, I know. I know, I I know. It's really true. Did you throw it back at him? Were you like, you know what? It's not. It's not super fun being on the other side of this shit. <laughs> Asshole. I think, he know- I think he knows. I think he knows. <laughs> I can tell.
6: I think that's part. I think that's part of the problem.
2: It's It's interesting um, hearing you say that, Finn, because I I feel like. Uh, a, I guess I'm always kind of surprised when people who come across as being like kind of extroverted are actually introverted, because I would think, you know, having only hung out with you, you know, twice at this point, you come across like you're very kind of comfortable in social situations, etc. But knowing that you are introverted, I feel like um, I would assume that this is kind of an easier time to be like that, because you're not having to sort of constantly keep this kind of front up of being interested in all the other shit people are talking about, you know, in public all the time. But um, I'm surprised at how comparatively easy I'm having it as somebody who is extroverted. Uh, for some, I, I wasn't like expecting that. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but it's interesting hearing, uh, you know, your experience as being kind of on the flip side of that. Uh, I would think because you're home more, it would be easier, but I guess that's not the case.
6: I'm not by myself though, ever is really the thing. <laughs> I'm not by myself. Um, and that's how, like, that's how I understand that divide to work um is how do you like how do you what energizes you yeah for me what that is is every day periods to myself um and like i could you know i i feel too bad to go out for like a walk by myself even if i thought that would help well why because i'm leaving my wife with my two kids
1: can i can i just say uh as someone that you don't even know don't go do it because if you get energy as an introvert, by definition, from being by yourself, go get some alone time. You will come back with more energy to give back to your family. You will make up for that time that your wife had to cover you so that you could get out and recharge. It'll be worth it.
6: I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's achievable as an everyday thing, though. Like, I'll take, and you know, if I have to go, so something I do a lot um, I've been doing a lot is, um, and I haven't, I haven't made it up to your house yet, John, but like, if I have to go run an errand, I'll like, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and I'll go by three or four people's houses. Right. Um, and if they're like in the yard doing yard work or something, if they're mulching, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'll stop and I'll say like, I told Heather, I was running out to do this one thing but I'll stop and I'll I'll stop and talk to my friend for 10 minutes or five minutes, whatever.
1: I'm I'm sorry. I'm confused because I thought Peter was the one that was from the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) But he's on a horse. Midwest thing to to stop by.
6: (laughs) But that's the thing. Everyone is home now. So I'm trying, I'm (laughs) trying to, I'm trying to live in that way. And it's very much just like, I don't want to go home right now. Like I I don't, I don't want to go home right now. I just want to be by myself doing my own thing right now. So you find those opportunities. Um, but it's like, it's not every day. Um, and maybe I should make it every day. I don't know. Um, even scheduling that, I feel like could would be super hard. Sorry, it's really fast. Me and Patrick
1: were in Indianapolis and we were walking to the Indy 500. Everyone in their front yard was like stopping and saying hello. Do you remember
2: Oh, of course I remember that. That was incredible. And trying to get us to buy shit, which, which was fine. But they were very, very friendly. At a reasonable price. <laughs> At a very reasonable I was like, man, this is not the East Coast right now. Holy shit. But aren't you... So, uh, but yeah,
0: uh, it's very different. Aren't you all seeing that now, though, even in the neighborhoods? Like, you know, I've, I've really loved just uh, getting to know my neighborhood more in ways that I just, over the last five years that I've lived here in particular... Um, you know, I've driven around and I've definitely walked around, but like, I feel like I know my neighborhood to such a deeper um, extent right now. And the trails that are around here, you know, we have some cool conservation areas and there is something um, that's really just comforting and and feeling more sort of tapped into the people around you, the neighborhood. It's not even like I talked to all these people, but just like connecting in some little way um, has felt really meaningful. And in that way, you know, there's this weird thing happening where our worlds are all, you know, shrinking down to our um, immediate, especially for those of us who are just staying home, working from home or, or not working. Um, and then at the same time, they're expansive, right? Like we're, we're all talking to each other right now through a through Zoom. Um, and there, there has been something, you know, kind of nice about that, connecting with people in that way that I think otherwise I certainly wouldn't have done.
2: totally the dynamics of social interactions are so different now and the amount you know we talked a while ago about um the whisper remember like this is something that like Joey and I (laughs) were laughing about this after the fact about how we kind of I'm always in these situations where I like want to say hi to somebody and I'm like this is a normal situation to do that and for some reason I just go like hey and I'm just like what the hell was that you know um, I don't do that anymore. When I see people in the street now, even like, you know, even though we're walking 450 feet away from each other, and you know, <laughs> covered in garbage bags, you know, I, I make a, a really big point of saying something like innocuous about the weather, because it's just like this little connection point with somebody. And that that to me has been, um, yeah, really, uh, it's not what I would have done, I think, in the past. I think Sarah, were you going to say something?
4: I was just going to say John when you were talking about how you feel more connected to your neighborhood in just like strange ways I was thinking about about the episode where you um went to say thank you to your neighbor for the clothes <laughs> and how you just hey, clothes I still going that their clothes or maybe you maybe you've made some connections they, with the neighbor now they still look
0: at me <laughs> sideways
4: yeah 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 I, I just
0: saw them the other day though interestingly uh <laughs> this is the other weird thing the different dynamics that you see because some people are distancing and and in this case i just walked by their house actually and there was like this party going on outside in their driveway with a, it was like a three-year-old's birthday and and all these people are like clustered together no masks wow. um so if you're watching oh just God. know that i'm watching you <laughs>
4: um,
0: i think they I think they know that
2: john i think at this point considering the clothes piasco i think they know you're watching Yeah.
0: Them. one of the other i want to make sure i mention this since we're talking about neighbors um one thing that i I was like, I've been seriously struck by and thinking about this more. And, and for anyone who's listening or out there who has um, teenagers, um, I've been noticing with my neighbors next door who have two uh, teenage sons, um, I see them almost nightly, um, mostly with their dad, um, just like playing sports in their yard. And it's something that, you know, occasionally I would see beforehand, but I'm thinking about all of these, you know, granted, some of these teenagers are probably locking themselves up in a room and playing like video games all day. Um, which is probably what I would have done as a teenager, but but the fact that parents right now are able to connect with children who are older in ways that just never would have been possible. I mean, it just it flat out wouldn't have happened, right? Um, that's time that you know they and all of us have this to some extent, right? This time with our kids that we'll never have gotten back. But I was just thinking about how incredible that must be um, with a teenager right now, someone who has the independence and is out there, and you know would be out there and you're reconnecting with them in ways that you haven't since you were, they were little kids must be pretty magical or miserable. I don't know. Probably both. Those things usually go together.
4: John, I'm thinking about what you're saying and I, I feel very similarly to you. I think Dennis would agree. Um, you know, you're asking, how are we doing? Uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis was furloughed from his job. He's an outpatient physical therapist and their clinic closed. So he's been home full time with the kids and I've been picking up shifts at work. Um, and, uh, you know, Dennis can speak more to it, but it's sort of, like in such a, in such a terrible, during such a terrible time, there are such blessings because you know, the way we see it is that it's time that we would have never had. Dennis would never have two, two, months. two months home with the kids at these ages. We have three kids uh, four, two, and nine months, and um, it's just a—it's uh, a lot, but it's so special. And and it's the springtime. You know, it's not like we were dealing with triple E in the fall, and we can't be outside. We're outside all the time, and you know, yeah. in a neighborhood where we can ride. My my daughter learned how to ride her bike, um, which was really special. And my husband shoots hoops with uh, Dennis.
0: How are you? I mean, I'm just looking at you both, like calmly sitting there. You have three kids, right? Who <laughs> so I imagine are sleeping right now. Um, how, are, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How are you managing it? Three kids all day at home, and and Sarah's working. Like, what's going on there? And how are you still sane right now?
8: Yeah, I mean, so it's similar to how people are saying that they're, they are they feel guilty. I, I've significantly enjoyed my time off. I've looked at it as almost like a little mini vacation. It's
4: Eternity, uh leave, right, you said.
8: Uh, yeah, almost like my own paternity leave. I only got two weeks off for each of my three children's births so um now to be able to have all of this time at home i love to be home um i love to do stuff around the house um and i really really like to spend time with my with my three it was definitely super stressful right um kind of how it all started was em and ryan our two oldest had a possible covid exposure at their daycare um so we kind of like got knocked out of work and home earlier than everybody else and my boss kind of called me and said please don't come in <laughs> ever ever again, no. Okay. <laughs> um, but then he ended up having to shut down the whole company because you know for obvious reasons. Um, but it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, I we feel fortunate that we don't have teenagers. You know, in our neighborhood we do have the grad students that are now home, the college kids, the high school students who are kind of walking around aimlessly around the neighborhood, and everyone stops to talk to us because we're. Um, a driveway of a lot of bikes and outdoor toys and three yelling kids Um, so people like have to you know have that sort of like interaction and we're happy to talk to anybody Um, but I'm there I'm their entertainment right so if I say it's nap time or if I say it's um, time to go outside they're pretty excited to do any of that so I don't know I feel really really happy about it it's it's been fun for me. Did I hear that
0: right? That you say it's nap time and they're excited about that?
8: No, not nap time. Not <laughs> so much, but they do know it's nap time. And you know, so I guess kind of similar to like Finn, I also need my time alone. Usually around nap time is when I work out and they know yeah. that. So, um, they know that they have to go upstairs at one o'clock or one thirty, and they have to at least stay in their room for an hour. <laughs> I don't know what they do in there, but <laughs>
0: they I'm always
8: come back out.
0: Impressed that you're able to actually get them all in a room together for an hour so that you can go do something that's but but they maybe all come out alive. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's the same sort of thing that like with daycares, you know, I'm always amazed at how they're able to get like multiple kids all, you know, but the, the kids actually feed off of each other and I guess I they just have that it. expectation, yeah. It's like
4: this, Yeah, this was something that was so foreign to them, you know, dad's home all the time, so it's this really great opportunity to implement these uh, routines. And um, and Dennis was really good at doing that early on.
8: Yeah, I tried to pretty much explain to them like I'm going to be home for the foreseeable future. This is how it's going to run, guys.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be really bad. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. So this was like
0: a Mary Poppins moment where all of a sudden they were like, "Who the hell is this person?" You know. Well, I mean, there was definitely lay down the groundwork. Yeah.
8: That picture
4: perfect. No, it's not. Some songs. Time. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we try to we try to find the positives and. You know we've had a good week, we've had a good month so far. we have our hard moments, of course, um, but I feel like we're sort of uh, Dennis and I would say with every subsequent child we we like our marriage got better uh, because we had we were forced to be on the same page. It wasn't um you know it's it's sort of like uh, do or die <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I feel like we're doing yeah. Uh, well, and it's working so far.
0: Speaking of that, we. we I was going say,
2: speaking of Mary Poppins <laughs> and who the fuck is this, and also nail, fingernails. And uh, multiple children. Yeah.
0: Many <laughs> children.
2: <laughs> this is very apropos. Flying, hurtling through the clouds right now. We uh, have Steve yes. Cincy, <laughs> who uh, has done some writing for us. He's been on the show. Uh, you may know him from his various voices.
0: And, and uh, you also, <laughs> you know, he's the guy you want in your Zoom call at work because he's just like the entertainment <laughs> for the room.
7: Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. Sorry, I'd be very, very, very late. Uh, I, I just good. Realized that this was happening and I wanted to join. <laughs> um, I heard so, a very serious conversation going, and I thought I would interrupt it rudely as possible <laughs> by flying <laughs> through the clouds.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, before we get back to Dave, I just want to say, Dennis, are you? Do you feel? like it's going to be hard to go back again or do you feel like ready for it or or like where where are you on that journey because you've been out for long enough now that this is sort of a normal for you right (laughs) yeah
8: it's become sort of like a normal i'm not looking forward to it to be honest (laughs) yeah um going back to work yeah i think i'll probably i really like my job i like to be around people um and to do you know physical therapy work so i'll probably just jump right in but i'm definitely going to miss being home as often as i am
2: yeah, totally. Uh, how, how, so, other people who are on the call haven't gotten a chance to speak yet to this. Like, how 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 are you doing, I, I, Peter? Or if if we can jump to you for a second, you know, we've been talking about the Midwest quite a bit, um, kind of you know obliquely. But you're
0: actually you're actually there in the trenches. What is it Midwest. like? Report to us, please. From and the let me let off. me before he, before
2: he goes <laughs> into this, I want to you know Peter. In addition to being just this incredibly wonderful person and very erudite, great great dude, uh, he also has one of the most interesting backgrounds. He is a very like, serious, I don't know if you were ever professional, but skateboarder. You're like a, a very legitimate skateboarder. You're a trial lawyer, and you uh, are a former music journalist, and, uh, and you just have like one of the most fascinating backgrounds ever, so I, I'm throwing it out there just so people know that because I just think you're a cool person, but you can put all that aside. How are you doing, and what does the Midwest look like right now?
3: Well, um um i don't know there's as i showed patrick today you know there's not a lot of turkeys right now although
0: (laughs) i got plenty um, of
3: them we have found that throwing the kids into a van and driving through sort of the the farm country and the back roads and stuff like that is sort of a, a good spending of either like a late afternoon or spending some time just going driving out finding some new roads We live by the Mississippi, so kind of following kind of the the river for a while and finding some weird river towns um, that maybe we haven't seen before. Um, It's been pretty calming and and pretty fun with the kids. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to best do it, and I I tried to do this a lot. We we had a conversation on Patrick's other famous podcast, the Shoulder Orion one.
0: Very famous. Um, Much more famous than this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, incredibly famous.
3: And uh, Obama prefers that one. I heard he um, does. He listens to both. Very, it's rated by Oprah. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: Oprah's pick. Yep.
3: Yeah, it was. It's almost. It, I, I think we had a really good conversation on that. You know, I I I'm pretty private in general, um, especially when it comes to my kids and my family. Um, and I think some of that I've always considered. Um, sort of the Just Winging It podcast a little less serious, if you, if you think that's possible, um, than, you know, some of the other ones that I've uh, been on. Um, but I was kind of trying to figure it out today, and as I was cramming some other episodes, like the Not So Fun Finn episode, I just think that's a great nickname. Um, but... I find some of that was easier to talk about because you have a frame of reference. You sort of have a, Hey, we're all here to talk about this one singular thing and you can frame all your conversations where now it's sort of, you know, I'm just here talking about me and talking about my kids and my family and all that. Um, So anyways, kind of using that as context. um, I have four kids. The first two are twins, boy, girl, then a five-year-old daughter, and then a now eight, Month- old son, um, we've always been sort of a again, sort of a, a more private private family. Um, we're not you know, I talk about the farmlands and all that a lot, but you know we don't live on a farm, we're sort of in more of a town, um, but we are set back. We have woods, there's a creek, um, it's pretty m- midwesty. Do you have good um, plumbing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Electricity, lights. Um, you don't see my wife right now kind of cranking like, <laughs> here, here, let's call back. like how long is this call gonna take? <laughs> That's
7: how they do it in the uh, midwest, you know. She's it's making the
0: butter right now, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Is that what you do? Churn butter? I don't know. Yeah,
7: yeah you churn it. Yeah. Um
0: Thank you, Dave.
2: Thanks,
7: yeah. Dave. I've
2: churned it before. <laughs> you you've done an episode of your show on that too.
7: But it's been it's been
3: interesting, and I, I've touched on this before with, with Patrick. But um, it's you know initially I think a lot of it was pretty hidden stressors for my my kids. I think especially the the eight year old twins. Um, it, it's a lot of they're not acting different. They're not acting you know they're not saying oh I'm so stressed about this or oh I, oh, I want to see my friends and stuff. But you see sort of just kind of the the hidden behaviors or the, the the hidden things um that I was kind of picking up on and that was sort of really troubling I think at the beginning of this and I think they found it a lot more stressful um, my wife stays at home um and initially took on all the the schooling um as an, an attorney for some reason were essential which just is ridiculous <laughs> um, I'm not afraid to say that um, <laughs> But it's been interesting. Um, And so as it's gone on, though, um, and they've sort of kind of come in, and they've always been very close, especially the twins, because of their just twin bond, even as boy-girl. And they've always been close with their younger sister, the middle one, um, because she was born when they were three, I think. Um, So she's always kind of been in their... Uh, their picture, but I think now more than so, I mean, they love running around now talking about how they're triplets and uh, <laughs> they have no choice. You know, there's none of that. Oh man, she's coming along while we're doing our cool older kid things. Um, it's a lot of just all three of them just hamming it up. And if anything, um, you know, you almost wish that the youngest one was older now to sort of enjoy that, and I kind of hope and sort of my thought is, and Patrick has touched on this some in the past, and John, I know you feel like this too, where it's almost painful sometimes to, to, to try and take a snapshot of what's going on right now because you know it's going to be different. And I think the, 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 you know, the difficult part right now is sort of all the unknown. But the wonderful part on which, uh, I forget which episode I was listening to while trying to do some yard work today too, um, You know, this is a time when, again, we're all sort of around the kids more. It's a time that we're not otherwise ever would get. Um, It's under terrible circumstances, and, you know, I think we're all sort of, the level of stress is a little bit there more so than normal. But, you know, you almost wish, it's almost hard to think, you know, well, if things do go back to normal at some point, are they going to forget this time? Um, Is there going to be a time when maybe the middle isn't as close to the twins anymore? Or Mm. by the time our youngest is their age, they're not acting like that and forget how wonderful it was when they were all just together playing.
0: Mm, Yeah. And then
3: Mm. sort of by himself. I don't know. So it's, I don't know. And again, you know, to put all the the sort of disclaimers aside right away, um, I think it's okay to feel like both, really happy right now and really depressed. i um, just, it just depends on the mood. I mean, even again, I keep referencing it, but listening, I think I binged three episodes today. You know, you got one where you guys are bouncing off the walls um, in normal fashion. John's, you know, hilariously making fun of Patrick and Patrick's giving it right back. And then, you know, you listen to the next episode where normally it'd be a week and you'd understand sort of the context of why the next week is harder. But then the next week you guys sound like you're freaking you know, laying on the floor. <laughs> and just, oh, the universe is expanding. You know, <laughs> talking about, you know, random stuff that's just sort of depressing.
0: That was the best, <laughs> that was the best review of this podcast I've ever heard right it there. That was really good.
3: But I, I think it's okay. And I think it's okay in every day to sort of go back and forth a hundred times from that. I mean, there's days where I'm totally excited to be um, where we're at. You know, we're sort of in a little compound you know in the woods and the kids are down by a creek and the next minute you're freaking out because you know you don't know if it's safe to go on a bike ride or something or you know things like that so it's i don't know in the midwest it's a little different too i think in in your guys' areas you know although you know it doesn't sound like you're right out in boston or anything or in in city centers um i think Definitely out here, I mean, we're very close to, let's just say it, Trump country. Um, I think you know, people are talking about, "Oh, I can't wait till you know like the ball's open or "Hey, I've got a right to do this," and it's just like, oh my god it's, it's it's odd, and it's it's fun to hear you guys again, and it was very comforting, I think, to listen to the show today to kind of get back on sort of similar wavelengths where it's okay to feel like okay if everyone else is going outside a week from today I'm not going out for another two months (laughs) you know things like that or to kind of have the kids sort of in this hyper aware um state as far as washing their hands and hoping that never leaves and just I don't know I'm kind of rambling at this point but from the Midwest I mean we're healthy we're safe um a lot of it's scary um but i think again just the kids and seeing how they persevere how they sort of just mold to it and continue on and just i don't know i'd like to hope that at some point we look back on this and we're like oh you know what we all made it our friends our family were all okay we're safe we survived and hey you know some however long we can do this um you know taking into consideration again i Hate disclaimers, but I have to use it. You know how terrible this is for a lot of people, a lot of kids. But I hope we're all, you know, doing the call like this in another, who knows how long. But saying, "Oh man, I'm glad that was a lot of stress, but we all made it." And you know, some of it I really enjoyed. Some of it was great. Some of yeah. the memories that we with the kids are stuff that we can look back on.
5: So I don't know.
3: I'll turn it over because it's just getting.
0: No, easy. I think. I feel like you you hit on so many important points there that I that resonated with me, Pete. I mean, just this idea of holding both the depression, you know, upset, uh the the sadness or loneliness, all these feelings right now, not getting any time to ourselves, um while also at the same time even, you know, within the same day, sometimes within hours, um experiencing something that's joyous with our kids in time that we we never would have had. I mean, I don't know, I get, I've I've felt like this since becoming a dad, that those often do go hand in hand, that those sort of extremes, I think we even had an episode about the sort of emotional spectrum and how it feels like it's just expanded to new levels, you know, like that I could go into further depths of sadness or depression or anger, um, and further, you know, heights to joy than ever before becoming a dad. That's the way I've felt about it. And now... It has just felt like it's all on hyperdrive that we're just experiencing that. I mean, I think about the other day, like some days I feel like I have it together. Um, We were, Bethany was working and, you know, I had just gotten off a conference call and I had a little time. So I worked out with my kids to paint a rock for for my wife for Mother's Day. The kids were like, you know, doing the thing with the hands on the rock with paint. And I was like so proud of myself because I'm a terrible arts and crafts person. Like that's the thing that Bethany always does. Um, but we were doing it, you know, and we got it all done and then we, we put it out to dry and, uh, I felt like I accomplished something that day and it felt good and the kids enjoyed it. And then this morning I like, you know, went out to go, to go check on it. It had rained, but I, I was, I felt good about the paint that I'd used. Cause I asked Grace first and she's four and she knows what she's doing with paint usually. Uh, <laughs> and sure enough, the whole fucking rock is just it's gone. All, everything we did on that rock, like their hands, you know, all the stuff that was going to be permanent. I mean, it's not going to hold up to thundersnow, John. Okay? <laughs> it was not meant for thundersnow. And, and I was just, like, thinking about that in that moment and, like, yeah, this is it. This is what this is right now, right? Where it's, like, one minute I'm, like, I've got it together. You know, the kids are doing their thing and, like, I'm being such a great dad. And the next I'm, like, what a fucking bonehead. I used, like, washable kid paint on this rock and expected that it was going to. That it was gonna like hold up, you know, for Mother's Day. So, we're gonna do it again tomorrow as like a family activity for Mother's Day. To be fair, that was a terrible decision. Uh, that was clearly, <laughs> clearly a terrible decision. Was it like Crayola finger paints that you used on a rock? Because it didn't have a label on it. I just found it. I found, <laughs> I found it in the closet and I was like, so Bethany had done one of these for me before. So, this is how fucking creative I am, right? That I'm, you know, she had done it a couple of Father's Day ago. And so I was like, oh, that was a good idea. And I bet she'd love one of those from the kids now with the year and their handprints on it. And so I asked Grace, like, is this the paint that you used <laughs> when, when you did it with mom? And she, she was like, oh yeah, that's the one, you know? So I'm blaming her. <laughs> um, oh my God, I love it.
2: She does have an Ace Hardware membership. She, she, she's, she's, she knows what she's talking about.
0: She know? knows a lot more than I do about paints. So I'm a little disappointed in Grace, but you know, we'll deal with that another time. So I, I think the holding on to both of those though, and the extremes, I, I had, I've i always felt this way. Like I, I remember days uh, looking forward to coming home from work, can't wait to be with the kids. And 10 minutes later, I'm like, I can't wait for them to go to fucking bed so I have some time to myself, you know? So like, I just feel like it's the reality of parenting. And it's also, um, I think your last point there is so on point as well, because, you know, even in the moment when we're feeling this kind of stress, the the reality is that we recast that as joy later. You know, like that's going to be something we reflect on later in life and think, wow, that was amazing. I got all this time with my kids and, and, you know, the rock washing away and all this shit like that we didn't enjoy as much. Uh, it's, we're not going to remember it or it'll be a funny story or whatever, right? That's just you probably how it will remember it. Works.
2: That. It will be joyful. Yeah, yeah you know? that's true. It's
0: always the story.
2: It's, it's the stories of when things go wrong. You never remember when things go the right way. You know, like when things go to plan, there's no reason to hold on to that memory. It's when things go weird that you,
0: Remember. I, re- I remember every U2 concert that I've been to, they've gone perfectly right. And it was a <laughs> joyous moment. Um, so I don't think 10 that's out of 10. Yeah, Five stars. Ten out of 10. I remember the we good stuff asked, too.
1: We haven't asked John how he's doing. I mean, how many U2 concerts have you missed now since February? How I many mean, Nick, you have the, been
0: to? The, the harder part, Nick, is that I, I don't know when I'll ever be able to go to it. Like, when are we ever going to go to a concert again? Is that even going to be a thing anymore? Like, think about it. It's I'm gonna be years. So, it's gonna be like years, right?
1: I yeah. I mean,
0: I'm not gonna
2: be going to the first ones.
0: Oh man, that's depressing. And from, from somebody Sorry. who's like
2: inside baseball on concerts happening, they're, they're, there's nothing that's going to be happening for a very long time. Like season planning for next year for most orchestras and things, they're not even talking about it. Um, we're in this for the long haul, no matter what. Even if there's a return to normalcy, those settings are just so bad right now that there's just like, no, there's no way to plan for it. Um, Peter, I I just want to thank you again for for that really thoughtful comment. and, And also for just flagging this idea of that it's okay to hold two things at once. And I think it's really hard. I think as men, I think it's really hard sometimes to be okay with that idea. You know, like, I think we're kind of taught a lot of the time growing up that we're kind of supposed to, you know, make a decision and kind of stick with it. Or we're supposed to kind of like know how we feel about something. We're supposed to kind of make a judgment about that, you know, like we're, like we're right. Like we, we know who we are, like we can deal with this. Like we can get it together. We can kind of like buckle down and get shit done. Um, and I feel like, uh, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm realizing more and more, I guess, A, how much of a fallacy that is. But B, how when you're thrust into situations where there is no script, like where there's nothing to go off of, you find that like these things that you thought were so secure, these things that you took for granted are um, are completely ephemeral. Like they're, they're really like every, every, every preconception I had about myself as a parent going into this was exactly a preconception. It wasn't real. You know, like I feel like there was no roadmap going into this for me to know how I was going to come out of it. And it's like every single day, I feel different from the day, but I had previous to it. And I feel like a worse dad or a better dad, or I feel more upset or I feel less upset or I feel, elated and i feel so grateful and then i feel so fucking angry and i feel so frustrated and then i feel so apprehensive but i also feel like i don't want to let go of this moment because like my kids aren't going to be young forever and i'm going to miss the shit out of this someday and I, before this i feel like i kind of got it in some ways like i kind of like knew i knew where i was and i kind of had a, a handle on it and i don't anymore um i don't i don't know how i feel at any given moment because i feel more more than one way at the same time like today for example um, we were, I gotta, I, I'll, i maybe on the next episode, I'll play recordings of this, but the boys have both been like super into garage band lately on their respective iPads. So they've been like making beats like left and right. And they've been like <laughs> getting so into it. Um, and they're really reluctant to stop when it's like time for them to like stop, you know, playing trap music, you know, out of their, out of their iPads, you know? Um, and I was like, I was like trying to get Henry to stop and he like did not want to stop doing his garage band. And then I had this moment where I felt like I was just getting so like mad, you know? And then I, and, and then as I was in that state of being actively angry, I realized how beautiful he looked. Like I just, I just saw it. I was like, oh my God, like he is such a beautiful little child and I'm mad and I'm also mad at him, but I'm appreciating how beautiful he is right now. And so I just let him play for another 30 seconds. So I had an excuse to just look at him while he played with his stupid trap beats <laughs> on band. And it was, in that, and in that moment, as I was thinking, man, I'm going to miss this phase so much, where he's this like kind of still roly poly little kid, but he's not like he's got an opinion now, and he's got like the ability to express that opinion. Like this is going to be gone so fast because after this, he's just you know a kid. Um, and even as I was appreciating that, I was still like actively angry at him, and I don't even know how how do you feel? How do you deal with that? With with never have, being able to be one thing at at any given time, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, a few moments ago, Dave Cincy had, uh, a, uh, a background of rabbits and it made me think about how many people on this call have just an incomprehensible amount of children. Um, and, uh, and one of those people, well, there's many of them, which we will still be getting to, but one of them is Joey, who I haven't been able to get to for a while. Um, your, your daughters are, they're a pretty like wide age spectrum. Think, right. compared to some of the other kids here, like, How are they doing and how's that, how's that going?
5: You know, they're actually doing really well, man. Um, I mean, they, a lot of things have been shifted, like, you know, bedtimes are always pushed back or like, you know, the two middle ones are fighting a lot more than usual. Um, It's just hard to get their, you know, uh, a conduit for their, their energy and their creativity and all their, you know, pent up, you know, everything, you know, it's tough, mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. we just try creative outlets and, and, uh, walks and hikes and, you know, um, my wife, Amber is uh an ICU nurse and she typically works three nights a week, but since this whole thing started, she's been literally working every day. So I've had like an, a lot of just unprecedented, uh, time alone with the kids and it's been amazing. And it's been like, um, just a joy to figure it all out, you know, and just to, to kind of find, find our way. So, it's been a, it's been an adventure.
2: What's been most surprising about having that extra time with the kids? Like what's, what's, what have you been like surprised by?
5: Uh, um, how resilient they are, you know, um, and how, how able, you know, how, how they're able to kind of, um, just kind of go through this and, and I don't want to say unfazed, but just adapt. They're, they're so adaptable and they're, they're amazing. You know, That that's really what surprised me the most.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Wow. I think we were saying a couple episodes ago how some of this might come from the fact that our kids don't have enough of an established like normalcy yet to judge this against. In some right. ways, you know, and
0: and I feel like I'm noticing that in my kids for sure. Yeah. Every four years, there's a pandemic for for all they know, right? Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like an election. It's an election thing. It's yeah, like there's, it...
0: there's caucuses and pandemics. So it's yeah. Exactly. And patriots sense. have a parade.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, speaking of resiliency, though, Joey, I mean, the fact that, you know, you're still doing it with the OT work and your wife's the ICU um, nurse. I mean, I, I, that's props to you both for managing all of that with four. It's four kids, right? Four daughters.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, man.
0: That's I, I hats off to you because I can't even fathom <laughs> the intensity no, of all of really. that. Yeah.
2: Especially (laughs) because in addition to, you know, the, the normal, just like insanity of this, like it's really hard to get childcare coverage for all of us right now. Right. And especially like, you know, you guys are both in jobs that expose you to a lot of stuff like, you can't get any help with the kids. So that's something that I I feel like, you know, we'll probably have a whole episode on at some point, but like, how do you, how do you juggle just the sudden complete absence of outside assistance with, with childcare It's nuts,
0: you know? And then in the other, the other uh, side of it is someone like Dave, who I know who also has four children and who's, who's working from home all the time with four children. Right. <laughs> Tell us about how that's going, Dave.
7: Uh, man, the school thing is, is the hardest. I feel like um, they, they expect different things from us all the time and they change the, the lesson plans. And then I mean, we have one in kindergarten and one in second grade and uh i also have a a three-year-old who's going to be four tomorrow and uh, a six-month-old just born in in november so (laughs) at the same time is trying to like have these two kids go on zoom calls every two days for some of them and uh actually it's every day because it just it alternates between the two kids and and like i'm over here like either ignoring it or feeling terrible that I'm ignoring it (laughs) or just stopping working altogether and going and help helping. Um, it's, it's the hardest thing And you know, I, when they changed the, the, when the school was going to be out until like to the rest of the year, I just wanted to cry. Um, (laughs)
0: yes,
7: (laughs) there was no, no other way to say it. Um, and I could see it coming like they weren't they weren't saying anything and then suddenly they're like now it's done like we get it through like Facebook people were just saying oh no what's happening and you find out yeah we can't we have to be with them all the time for the rest of the year and the
0: rest <laughs> of the summer and the rest of
2: the summer that's the yeah. thing that nobody's fucking talking about.
0: Yeah, this is so long. Yeah, I mean, better. I don't know. Uh, yeah, with the little kids, I mean, I'm hoping that daycare, you know, after at least for Massachusetts, it's June 29th or something like that. Um, Patrick, but who knows? Patrick, you're a mess. You're like, I
1: just want to like freeze time and just cherish Henry. You <laughs> know, this, like really specific phase <laughs> in like attitude and like self reliance, oh. and then you're like, oh my god, we will this end? Like four minutes later. <laughs> yes, I know, and, and it's true. That's it's exactly, really like both that. are
0: true. Both are true. Yeah.
2: It's so weird. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, we had, we had Finn was miserable and I was so happy to hear it. And then we had Dennis, (laughs) I believe it is, was so happy. And I was happy. I was delighted to hear that as well. And then Peter, I don't think knows. (laughs) And Patrick is just, yes, like time should slow down. It should speed up. We should be able to get back to do things, but like, I'm not going to go. Like it's crazy. We're just all over the place.
2: You know, there's a great bit in um, Jerry Seinfeld's. Like, I'm not like you know. I mean, he just sponsored the show and he's listening. Thank you, thank you, Jerry. Big um, fan, big fan. But big uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> huge in um, <and> his newest <laughs> Netflix special, which is really actually genuinely funny. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Why are you he, so surprised? He has this whole. I don't know because I feel like he's not like super relevant anymore to, to the kind of humor that I'm into. <laughs> That's. But the going. kind of humor that I'm into is just what's on fucking PBS Kids, so I don't even know it's relevant anymore. Um, but I feel like uh, he has this whole really kind of amazing opening bit about how the line between it's great and it sucks is like almost, almost invisible. Like there's almost no division between those two things. And a lot of the time, the things that are both the suckiest and the greatest are the same things. It's like these, these, these experiences that we have that are both just terrible and also unforgettably good. And I think we're living through the great suck right now. I've just coined a term. Thank you very much, everybody. We are living through the great suck
1: because. So is, um,
7: well, no, this, what this is a very important
1: question. Is this comedians and cars getting coffee, or is there another? No, a new no, Netflix. It's called Twenty
7: Three Hours to Kill.
0: Yeah, oh.
1: uh, I think I can agree with that sentiment.
0: Yeah, the great suck. huh? I
1: have time. I've got loads of time.
2: Twenty-three hours to kill. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think we 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 should probably wrap pretty soon because this is going on for quite a bit, but I, I just want to personally say how uh, awesome it's been to hear from all of you. You were all people who, you know, uh, mean a lot to, I mean, to to me at this point, because even the people I haven't known as long, I've, you know, and I haven't known you for a while. Um, and on behalf of both of us, like the fact that you're here at almost 11 o'clock at night, um, I know you don't have anything else to do to be fair. We're all fucking stuck in our basements right now, but like, and, it, it, and that being said, um, it means a tremendous amount and it's such a, a real kind of like life affirming thing just to get to talk to people and get to like see each other and get to know that, you know, we're all out there listening and floating through starscapes and, you know, <laughs>
0: and everything's everything's good. So uh, And bad I've, at the same time. And also bad. And that's okay. I appreciate everyone's um, vulnerability too. That's a word I've been, I feel like it's a bit of a theme for, at least for today, Bethany and I have been talking about Brene Brown a lot. Y'all know Brene Brown? Um, she's this like vulnerability, shame researcher, big, oh, right, yeah. she had like a big Ted talk yeah. that a few years back and Netflix books, et cetera. Um, but anyway, you know, the, the, the path towards like joy and, and a lot of the good stuff in life is through, is through vulnerability. It's that we can, um, you know, shed some of the armor and actually have these honest conversations and talk about how we're feeling and, and all of it, right. The good, the bad and everything. And, uh, I appreciate that everybody was able to, Hop on a Zoom, even if it is Facebook living to millions of people right now, including Barack Obama and Jerry um, Seinfeld. And Jerry please, Seinfeld, please, please come back, Barack.
3: Angela, <laughs> Lansbury. Angela yes, Lansbury. Angela
0: Lansbury. Angela <laughs> Lansbury. She's a big one. Still alive. I haven't.
6: I haven't listened to two minutes of a podcast since since this started. Not a, not not two minutes.
2: Yeah. Totally unable. Totally well, unable. You've now been on like ninety four minutes of one. So. <laughs> That's gotta count, right? I won't listen to it. I won't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we wrap, this is, before we wrap, this is over. Before we wrap, I have a, a one more quick Willowy Woman update. This so turning into
0: like Lord of the Rings, the ending of King, whatever the hell that
2: last one's called. Yeah, yeah so we're just gonna dope. space this final five minutes out for three <laughs> movies, and it's gonna be great. Um, no super back, sorry, super required. brief.
1: We're all familiar.
2: <laughs> yes thank you just in case anybody isn't the willywood woman was this whole like ghost siding in my yard who ended up actually being this awesome physicist who lives next door and is just this like sort of like old brilliant woman who now i'm like very good friends with and i feel bad because i'm not going to have that much more time to like get to know her but you know we talk outside all the time in the in the driveway she doesn't exist. And, She's basically
1: um, the old man with the shovel from home alone
2: yeah, <laughs> yes exactly that's what i'm living through nick you're so right it's that exact fucking thing you're, that's exactly what it is uh, and, uh, and so my friend, Doug, the physicist who, uh, may be having a child right now. I don't know. He didn't respond to my text, but he was, well, I was thinking his he was going to be here. Tonight. He's yeah. <laughs> One of the two of them is having a baby. He's a physicist. He's figured it out. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, he's a, uh, obviously a physicist. And so I you know, mentioned her name to him and he you know, knew who she was and he was like, Hey, I bet she knows, you know, so-and-so uh, Winthrop Smith, I think his name is who was his academic advisor for his doctorate. So uh, when I was talking to the Willoughby woman today outside, I was like, hey, do you know this, this guy, Winthrop Smith? And she goes, oh, do I know him? <laughs> he and I were involved for some time. And it turns out that they were in a fucking long-term relationship. And, that, uh, and it was like this amazing story. And it just goes to show like if you, uh, for one thing, if you see a ghost in the yard, like seek help and make sure that you're not you know, losing your mind. But, it, but if, if you are like of, you know, compost mentis, um, Strike up a conversation because you never know who's on the other side of that spectral divide, you know.
0: I have to. I have to end with one other thing. <laughs> this really is Lord of the Rings <laughs> because I the told Bible, you obviously. just this this image, so you can all take this with you. Um, I, I, t- I had mentioned mulch earlier, and <laughs> the other day <laughs> I was working in my basement as as I do because I have a little office down here, and finally wrapping up the day, and I and I go upstairs and I don't see the kids, you know, and I don't see Bethany anywhere. Um, And the first thing I do always is go to the bathroom when I go upstairs because I inevitably have sat at my desk for like five hours and haven't peed. So I, I go to the bathroom and I'm peeing and I'm looking out the window and out the window, I'm looking at my neighbor's, you know, that's, it's their house that I am looking at their driveway and I see my kids standing on a mountain of mulch. I mean, like I've never seen so much mulch piled in one place and they're both standing atop it. With their like little with little shovels that I don't I never gave them and I have no idea what is happening in this moment but they're just standing on a pile of mulch and like working with my neighbors to collect the mulch and and I walked outside afterwards and it turns out that they like had wandered over there and, and my neighbors had just gotten an order of mulch and so my kids oh <laughs> that my kids have inherited the mulch blood
2: they got the uh, Abdullah mulching gene
0: they just wandered over there and started started mulching. <laughs> So, i'm so proud... glad
2: this
1: didn't take a uh, there's something about mary direction oh god with uh, with your fingernail story and i was like oh god where's is, where's is this <laughs> that was a that was a happy ending for that story I'm and yet proud.
2: it doesn't bode well for the future because it starts this is a slippery slope you know i mean first you find them on the east face of the mulch pile <laughs> And next thing you know, they're talking about mulching on every podcast episode they can because they're bragging, John. That's what people do who talk about mulch on podcasts is they, they brag, brag about having yeah. land. Artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence. Data. Can we get a, can we get a data pod, Dave? I'm, John- not sure, I'm not sure
3: Dave's
0: actually real. I think he's AI. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my God.
0: <laughs> this is what he's figured out for meetings now. Look at this. I guess what I
1: want to know is (laughs) if John is worried that lawnmowers are going to mulch his yard autonomously without him, like, is it the process of you doing it? Or does it, is it just that it's getting
0: done? It just needs to get done, man. I'll have the machines do it. I'll have my kids do it. I mean, I hope they, at some point they need to pay off on this, like an ROI, right? We've invested in them. They got to give back to us. What um, better that way they, than mulch? The better way? May or to...
1: may not pay off. They may
0: be <laughs> a financial black hole. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see.
6: Mook is probably right. just trying to eat the mulch, John, to be oh, fair. Oh,
0: his diaper was filled with it afterwards. I mean, it had gotten into every crevice. I don't even know what happened. He was like in the pi- bottom of the pile of mulch by the end of it. So, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There was mulch in his diaper why was um, there
2: mulch in his diaper it just it just got in there
0: you know how with the diapers everything sticks to them and do, like some know, hedge- you know what i'm talking about i do so yeah. i mean and mulch it'll just stick to everything as you as you'll find out when you mulch your glorious yard now <laughs> i can't wait
2: this is just going to become a podcast about mulching
0: so i apologize in advance but but also i kind of
2: don't because yeah. uh i'm going to be able to talk about having mulch
0: now. We, got, anyway. we gotta let these people go to sleep yeah we do get the fuck out of here everybody Thanks everybody. Patrick, you moved.
2: I uh, this I missed that.
0: We're working on it. Oh yeah, that's right. He <laughs> hasn't been able to watch it. Yeah, he's moving. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened. To I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch you up. We'll catch you up. No, not so fun, Finn. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks everybody.
7: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you.